Welcome to Ticking Stock with Kelly McMillan. If the name sounds like a business show to you, then you've got it all wrong. Kelly McMillan is the principal of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks and will talk about shooting for fun, competition, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here is your host, Kelly McMillan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. I'm your host. And for the next hour, we're going to talk about just about everything related to firearms. Glad to have you guys here today. Got a lot of cool stuff going on with McMillan who I want to talk about first. Um, As most of you have heard over the last uh, few weeks, I'm sponsoring an F-Class FTR team. Well, we also decided to sponsor an F-Class F Open team, uh, so that we now have two Team McMillans, one FTR and, and one F Open. In addition, I'm also sponsoring the Team Savage team, and we've provided them all with stocks. That's also an FTR team. And just recently, we've decided to sponsor the Team Michigan team, which is uh, an FTR team as well. So uh, now we're going to have. Three teams uh, shooting specifically shooting McMillan stocks in uh, FTR, and one team shooting McMillan open stocks in the open division uh, F class. So we've really tried to get as many of these shooters out there shooting McMillan stocks uh, to give them an opportunity to be absolutely as good as they possibly can be. So we're looking forward to the season. Uh, I need to get all these guys their stocks, get them all uh, shooting, and uh, come time for nationals, everybody will be in their uh, uh, top form, and hopefully we'll uh, have some championships coming up. Also, uh, speaking about ELR, we've done a lot of uh, work with a bunch of different shooters, in, but but not as a team. I was going to sponsor a, a Team McMillan ELR team, but damn applied ballistics stole all my shooters. <laughs> so I have to be honest that the guys that I was going to have shoot for me are all getting paid to shoot for applied ballistics. So I couldn't compete with that. So, um, but we'll, we'll come up with something next year, but independently now though, I've supplied a lot of stocks for a lot of shooters. Almost all the ABT uh, guys are shooting uh, the beast. We've got a new beast stock and I was a little apprehensive about, the fact that it's designed specifically to lower the recoil and have the uh, the gun recoil straight back, uh, we've we've basically raised the stock to be in the center line of the bore. Um, and what that has required is drilling a hole through the buttstock and the recoil pad so that you can get your your cleaning rod through it and be able to clean it without taking it out of the action. But I've come to the conclusion that this is a really good thing because what we're going to do is we're going to put a bushing in the hole so it'll actually act as a rod guide so that when you when you put your rod in, you'll put your rod in, then put the brush on it or the jag, and then you'll you'll use the, the rod and the hole in the buttstock will actually act as a rod guide so that you know that you're, you're pulling the rod straight uh, to and from. And we'll determine where that hole needs to be once we've inleted the action and know where that center line of bore is. And I think that that's going to really work out. So for the guys who are really concerned about being able to keep an eye on their bullet during flight and watch the trace and see the impact, I think this new Beast 2 stock probably is going to to be 
the best opportunity for you to do that. And as everybody who's shot at two miles, spotting your bullet and spotting impacts is critical to being able to make adjustments and, you know, being able to get on target. So I think this is going to be a, a, a big advancement and we've got some guys that are going to be testing these for us, make sure they do everything that we expect them to do. And that should be happening pretty quick. For now, I want to turn it over to Zev. He's got some interesting information about an upcoming match. Hey, thank you, Kelly. Uh, we still have nostril cam going on. I'm going to get a, a webcam to put on top of my laptop, which shows uh, uh, it's interesting because the video's on the bottom. Uh, we want to talk about a sponsorship for a uh, Longest Shot Challenge. 2018 World's Longest Shot Challenge is going to be held between April 12th through the 15th at Valdina Ranch located in Valdina Farms, Texas, about an hour and a half west of San Antonio. Um, our good friend Travis Walla uh, is hosting this event, and we are proud to be the title sponsor. Uh, the accommodations look really nice, and there are already about 30 teams and shooters signed up. You can find all the info and registration on our Facebook page at ELRHQ. That's ELRHQ. Um, just from their website, they've got acres of majestic views, big Texas skies, breathtaking sunsets. Uh, it's a spectacular South Texas hunting location. I looked at the building, and it's about 16,000 square feet um, with multiple rooms. I know that each team or shooter is going to get uh, a room with two queens and uh, uh, three square meals a day. So check it out. Uh, go out to the ELRHQ page on Facebook and register and come. Uh, I thought we were going to have a video of the, the ranch. We were, but it wasn't coming up at this time. So, okay, so. <laughs> We're still learning, guys. I mean, we're working, working real hard to remember to turn our mics back on when we've turned them off. <laughs> you know, I, I am not a high-tech guy. This is not my full-time job, so you guys have to be, be uh, patient with us. Um, but we are making some good inroads into learning the zoom part of it so that we can have the video podcast. We can do some really cool stuff a little bit later in the show. We're going to do uh, a demonstration uh, during the, the uh, conversation with our first guest. And I, and I want to talk a little bit uh, for those of you who have tuned in specifically to hear Mike Lang of TACFLOW. We'll have him on in just a second. We want to get a, a couple of things taken care of before we call him up. But but once we do, uh, we'll have uh, opportunity for you guys through Facebook Live to be able to ask um, Mike questions. Actually, I want to just mention that um, we're not on the Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan Facebook page today. We're on ELR. Oh, we are? You changed it over? Okay, great. So go out to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan and you'll be able to find the Facebook Live and just type in your comments and Cooper and I will be looking at them and shooting them over to Kelly. So, One of the things that I wanted to talk about is, is I'm really excited with the growth of ELRHQ.com. Um, you know, it always takes a while to get the word out there and then for people to start to trust you. And even though people know that ELRHQ is a McMillan company, they still want to make sure that they can get the best prices or or they get what they're we're hoping for and that they have the product. And and I think we're seeing a lot of people that are, are starting to, to earn, we're starting to earn that trust and, and we're making some sales. One thing I will tell you, and I've been in this business a long time, and the, the, the biggest portion of fraud that happens in the firearms industry happens with scopes. 
So I'm going to tell everybody out there how we're going to handle scope sales. And this will allow us to make sure that everyone who orders a scope actually ordered it with their own credit card and that we don't get stuck with the, the bill for a scope that goes to somebody fraudulently. So what you have to do when you order a scope is that the scope must be shipped to the address on the credit card and the credit card, the name and the address on the credit card has to match the name and the address to which we're sending it. And that's the only way we'll send out a scope. And if you want it to send to your uncle's house, then you need to get your uncle to, to call up with his credit card and order the scope because What's happening, and it happens a lot with everyone who sells scopes, is they'll say, well, I wanna, I'll have it sent to my building. I'll have the, the doorman uh, sign for it, and they'll use a stolen credit card. It'll go to an address that, that you know, they've arranged for someone to, to handle the package for them, and then they'll go get it. And the person who has the credit card doesn't even know it's been stolen until a scope shows up on his bill. And he says, I didn't pay for this. I mean, I didn't order this. So we get stuck with it. So we're just not going to do that. It has to be, and we're happy to send it and sell you a scope, but it's got to be shipped to the address on the credit card. So that makes sense. I hope everybody out there understands why. I just wanted to make it public that this isn't just to be a pain in the butt. This is to protect us from having to come up with, you know, $1,800 for a scope that you didn't get and that, that we're not getting paid for. Because the first thing that happens is the guy says, I, I didn't order this scope. So Visa or MasterCard comes back into my account and takes the money right out of my account. And I don't get a chance to say, hey, look, hey, you know, so th that's what that's how we're going to handle that. And, and Zev will be the guy who's actually taking care of these transactions. So if you ever have any questions, you can always call Zev and, and make sure that we understand uh, what, you, what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it. If we can work it out, we will. And I'm only smiling because I didn't know any of this. Uh, and I've been involved in a couple of um, commerce websites before. And Kelly warned me about this a couple months ago, right before we started. Well, this week we got a, uh, a request for a sale. Actually, a sale went through. The address where the credit card was, was one place and the address in Illinois and the address where it was being sent to was in Texas in like middle Texas. And then I went ahead and looked, where's that IP address come from? Because our credit card processor tells us the IP and the IP was Amarillo. So there were three different places. Her name was one thing and her email address was another with a first name. So definitely keep on the lookout for that. Yeah. And it seems to be that they, they hired these women to place these orders in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And so that they preferably go through without anybody checking them. So it just seems to be that that's the scenario that they use. So we're going to be real careful about not sending out any scopes to anybody that we're not absolutely certain that it's going to the person who's paying for it and who owns the credit card. So I just want to throw that out there for everyone who, who might say, Hey, you know, I really like that. Vortex scope and I'll buy one from ELRHQ. Just understand, you just know ahead of time that we're going to have to ship it to the address on the credit card. And if you want to do it another way where you can call us up and talk to us and verify that you are who you are and, and have your uncle call and I'll say, look, talk to him. <laughs> yeah, so we'll work it out. We want to make the sale, but we want to make sure we don't get stuck with it. 
Okay, so I think we covered all the business for now. Um, I'm going to get Cooper on here right now and let her take care of our social media. Hi, guys. Thank you, Kelly, for having me on. Uh, real quick, uh, quick, sorry. Unfortunately, we will not be able to do a St. Patrick's Day sale. We are very sorry about this, but with the transition for our online store, we just can't make it happen at this time. However, we will have future sales, so please uh, sign up for our newsletters by going to our website, macmillanusa.com, to sign up. And then also, please like our Facebook pages, Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan and, of course, McMillan Fiberglass Stocks. We are also on Instagram at McMillan underscore stocks and uh, Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Thank you, Cooper. Uh, and since she mentioned that... Um, there was something else I wanted to say, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember it now. So, was it about the online store? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a little little company business. Macmillan Fiberglass Stocks has always been trying to find new and better ways to service our customers. We started the online store in an attempt to give customers that just didn't want to have to wait for their stocks a way to purchase a stock that was close enough to what they want that they could go ahead and buy it. We have five to 600 stocks in stock ready to ship. But um, Ryan, who was running our store, has decided that he's going to move ahead in his life and start his own business. So, and, and I'm happy for Ryan and, and I, I wish him well and I hope everything goes well with him, but we're going to do things a little bit different than Ryan did. And, because he wanted to sell absolutely as many stocks as he could through the store, he got into offering some inlet-ready stuff that really wasn't convenient for us as a manufacturer to work it into our system. When we originally talked about the inlet-ready stuff, it was basically the 700s and the, and the Savages maybe that we get orders for all the time and we could stick them in with our our inletting runs, and it really wouldn't cause any problems. But he started selling all kinds of stuff as inlet readies, and it didn't do what we had hoped it would do by alleviating some of our manufacturing uh, pro problems by shortening the lead time for some of our customers. So we are revamping the way we're doing our inlet readies and our whole approach to the store. We're still going to be as helpful as we possibly can and allow you to, to get a stock within three days if you find one in stock. That's not going to be the issue. But we're probably going to take away some of the options that were given to you previously uh, in the um, inlet ready or not completely finished stuff that you could uh, order. So I'm just warning you up front now that if, if you're one of our customers that have been ordering the inlet readies and, and using that as a way to, to minimize the length of time that you have to wait, um, it, it's going to change a little bit. So just, just be confident that we'll take care of you the best we can, but some of the changes are going to be made. Okay, I promise. That's the end of our business. Uh, so now I want to get right on to our guest. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping Mike is on the line. Mike, are you here with us? Kelly, yes, I am. And uh, <laughs> I'm not Mike, uh, I'm Mark. Mike Lang, 
is what it says on my paper here. So oh, you're right. <laughs> so I am going to, I'm, I'm not going to take problem. I knew you were Mark and I knew it all along, but when he handed me this paper that said Mike Lang, I said, <laughs> Oh no, I've got his name. Right. Okay. I want to introduce Mark Lang of tack flow. Um, Mark, do us a favor. Um, tell our listeners and, and watchers a little bit about yourself, who you are, how you got to where you are today and, and why you're going to make a great guest today. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on the program, and thanks to Zeph. Um, I've, I've been in law enforcement and still am for uh, 26 years. Uh, the last 19 years, uh, I've been a member of a full-time Tier 1 SWAT team. And um, probably uh, back in 2015, I transitioned from uh, teaching. I've always done some teaching away from work. And uh, because I have a huge passion for my peer group, which is other is the SWAT community uh, in our country and even even outside our country, including Canada, um, I've had a passion for teaching and needed a conduit to do this. So uh, you, you can't go out necessarily and teach for your law enforcement agency. It doesn't really work that way. So you need you, you align yourself with uh, you know like-minded individual individuals who support you and. Um, and you go about it that way. So, uh, with that being said, I, I first off for Craft International, uh, which uh, some people may uh, remember the name. The, the name of that company was uh, the company that Chris Cowell, uh, 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 who uh, formed uh, before his untimely death. I was friends with Chris, uh, taught for several years uh, under uh, their banner. Um, their uh, Craft International ceased to exist. Uh, several years ago, and uh, we made a transition, myself and other instructors, uh, to a, uh, a partner of Craft International at the time, uh, and that was TACFLOW Academy. And uh, I've been teaching uh, uh, for TACFLOW Academy since 2015, and uh, I cannot say enough great things about uh, Rigo and Shannon uh, Durazo and the support that they provide, not only myself and the other instructors, uh, teachers that are out there uh, teaching for them. Well, that's interesting. And it's first off, I want to thank you for your service. Um, you know, we love to have both military and law enforcement people on because uh, rarely do LE or military guys get the kind of support that we feel is really deserved. Uh, Nobody will do the kind of stuff that you guys do for the kind of money that you do, unless they're, you're a special individual. And, and I know that to be a fact, so I, I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you, sir. Um, yeah, and your connection to Chris is kind of cool. You know, my son knew Chris as well. Uh, we had talked to Chris a little bit before he made his last deployment, and <clears throat> as a result of that conversation, he, he said, man, I'd really like to take a 338 to to uh, Iraq with me. So we ended up uh, letting him take a, a, a McMillan TAC 338 with him. And um, obviously he had some uh, pretty significant success with it. And uh, it was pretty cool. And when he came back, because of all the things that he had accomplished, we, we told him that he could just keep it. So it was kind of kind of a cool thing for us to be connected with him in that way. Uh, tragic death and, and we lost a really great guy and a, and a hero um, in it, it saddens me every time I think about the, the circumstances surrounding how he died. So yes, yes, you, very tragic. You, do you teach at a specific place? You have a ranch 
in Texas that all of your classes are at? Uh, well, no, not exactly. So okay. uh, one of the one of the things we kind of pride ourselves with uh, at TacFlow is uh, is our mobile training teams. Um, what that is is uh, the instructors are able to leave their home base where they live and go to the agency, the law enforcement agency that needs the training and provide it there for them. Um, this is very cost effective for them uh, instead of uh, the reverse being. Um, if you've got 10 guys on a SWAT team that you want to send to a particular class, then you have to pay all the expenses for 10 guys to go to uh, the instructor's home base. So what I, what I do and, and kind of my thing is uh, we just pick up and I fly out of Dallas and we go and we bring the training to the students. Uh, it's more cost effective. Now, one of the unique things that uh, myself and, and guys that teach with me is is the areas that we teach in. Um, we teach public venue courses, and those those inherently require us to uh, teach, uh, whether it's a stadium, uh, an arena. Uh, uh, we, 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 we take the training to those areas for them. So we actually allow them the opportunity to do live fire training. Uh, and again, this is with precision rifles uh, in those venues. You know, that's, I'm assuming that you, you train only law enforcement and military. Do you do any, any civilian training at all? Uh, I, I recently, as, as of this past week, uh, did conduct a, uh, a, uh, a one-day uh, 50 cal course for uh, responsible citizens. We had several uh, uh, students in the class, uh, uh, you know, corporate America guys, and uh, I really enjoyed myself teaching them. Um, Certainly, we're not teaching anything that has to do with law enforcement tactics and everything. It's more on the fundamentals of uh, large caliber uh, use and, and stuff like that. So, uh, really, really had a great time teaching civilians. But predominantly, uh, bulk of my training consists of law enforcement uh, members on the SWAT team, police snipers, and uh, occasionally we'll get a we'll get some uh, active military uh, personnel in the courses also. I was interested in one part of uh, your statement that you made in talking about <clears throat> training in stadiums. Um, you and I have another uh, friend in common, uh, not just Chris Kyle, but uh, R.B. Um, Robert Brown, uh, um, Black, I'm sorry, Robert Black uh, from SpecRest. Uh, uh, I've known him for probably 15 years, and we've been using his his uh, devices to show our 50 cows at the SHOT Show every year as an opportunity for him to to have his product seen, but also for us to have a, a way for people to be able to get behind our 50 cal without having to pick it up. You know, they weigh about 30 pounds with optics on it. So having it on the spec rest is, uh, tell me your association with spec rest and how you use the product. I'd love to, you know, I, I was, uh, I was a team sniper for my, uh, our competition team, uh, here at my agency, uh, for over 10 years. And, uh, we were at this particular competition in Colorado, and um, the day before, the police snipers are allowed to uh, zero check uh, on a designated range. Um, I went to that range. Um, I was about to zero check, and um, this uh, gentleman, who is RB, uh, asked me if I would like to uh, shoot off the spec rest. 
And uh, one of the things I kind of pride myself on is I, I try to always be open-minded and not, you know, be a closed-minded person. So I, I looked at the spec rest uh, in the tripod configuration, and I said, sure, uh, having no idea of, of, of what this rifle rest could do. Um, RB took my Accuracy International AW at the time. He placed it in the yokes of the spec rest. Um, he spent probably less than one minute uh, talking me through the nomenclature where I'm going to put my uh, support hand, how I will position my body behind it. And um, I came off, uh, I chambered one, came off safe, fired one round, and from a standing position, uh, and never having fired this, I don't even think I did a dry press, uh, I X-ringed a one-inch dot 100 yards away. And I uh, saved the weapon. I then turned around and looked at RB, <laughs> and I said, where are you at? And he said, uh, outside Dallas in Garland, Texas. And then I just, then I followed that up with, how do I not know about you? And that was the beginning of our uh, friendship uh, many, many years ago. And uh, I consider him a dear friend, and he is uh, definitely a mentor and has been and continues to be for me. Well, Mark, if you just hang on for a second, I'm going to have Zev, since we have one set up, you can't see it because you're on the telephone, but for all of our watching us on Zoom, I'm going to have Zev do a demonstration of the spec rest, so just hang on, you can, you'll be able to hear him when he starts talking. Okay, great. Well, folks, here we are with the spec rest. Uh, this is actually the quad pod. The spec rest is on top of the quad pod. Mark had talked about the tripod, which would allow me to be in a standing position. I like this because I could put it on a bench rest. I could put it on the ground. Uh, the legs are completely adjustable. They're so dynamic. You can raise the height. You can raise the tilt. Um, if I've got something in my way up front, I can actually rest that on it and then make micro adjustments with this thumb wheel right here to do that. I can actually make it longer or shorter with this style, but that's the adjustment of the leg. The real meat and potatoes where the uh, juice is really worth the squeeze is when you actually get it in the yolks, uh, which Mark had talked about, you just drop it in. You can actually pre-press them so that when you do drop it in, it holds it real tight. At this point, you've really got three controls uh, that you need to worry about. Uh, and once you set your macro uh, uh, tilt, you've got that going, and I'm going to pretend I'm in a stadium and, and you know, one of TACFLO's uh, uh, students, so I'm going to ha have it angled down. At this point, what Mark was talking about was where you keep your support hand, and normally we all kind of keep it here. Love the A5 because that's a great place to put it, but what you want to do is keep it on this macro adjustment right here. This wheel will make your fine adjustments on your tilt, and at the same time, you can use the uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't think I was in the camera there. There we go. You can make your fine adjustments with this wheel. I'm going down now. Now I'm coming up. And you can actually see the hash marks make such smooth movements up and down. You also have the pan lever. Uh, and this, you can make it as tense as you want. So if you know you need to keep a really tight uh, uh, area in your control, you can make it a little bit tighter so that it moves with a little more effort. Or you can swing it real quickly. So... I absolutely love this piece of kit, this gear. It's awesome. Um, I highly suggest you take a look at it at specrest.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-E-S-T.com. But then come over to us and buy it because we are their only dealer uh, that they work with. So 
Uh, we're proud to represent them, and thank you for your time. Uh, Mark, you're with us, right? Yes, sir. I'm still here. Yeah. So one of the things that I think is really amazing about what you and Robert do uh, is the stadium training. I mean, that's a, a sophisticated environment that under normal circumstances, you just never have an opportunity to get inside and prepare for everything that you might have to encounter if you're charged with the security. So talk about that type of training that you do. Sure. You know, the, uh, the stadium training follows up, falls under our public venue response and deployment curriculum for SWAT teams. Um, I started developing this curriculum mid 2000s, um, in 2008, we began to teach it at our local stadium in Dallas, and then um, it kind of took off from there. Um, one of my passions was, I thought, uh, at least there's two sides of this. The police sniper side of it, um, to ask me to do something to do force protection, possibly at a public venue, um, I need to train it. And the best way I need to train it to have the confidence is to do live fire training. So to that end, that's what we still uh, continue to do with our formal training is give those guys uh, three days at the venue um, live fire experience. Uh, some of it is, is accomplished on the spec rest, uh, and some of it is accomplished in some more improvised shooting positions of things that are commonly found at the stadium, uh, railings, uh, chair backs, uh, counters, ledges, parapets, whatever they may be. Um, but uh, we also have uh, training that was focused for the SWAT team also. Uh, and with that SWAT team, uh, they're able to go in and do reality-based training at the venues themselves. So, um, but getting back kind of with the, the, how we incorporate the spec rest, um, it, it, to me it is the most stable platform there is. Uh, for mounting anything from 22 caliber all the way up to the 50 BMG. Uh, It's not the perfect system. One of the uh, things that many will say is it's a little on the heavy side, and that's fine, Uh, but it has has a definite application um, in that purpose. So um, it is is quite frankly the most stable thing that we have uh, to platform rifles uh, in that manner. uh, there are other rifle rests out there that we use in our curriculum. One of the two of them I just wanted to mention is the Hawk Saddle uh, and also the Reaper Grip. They have their applications at public venues also, where they give you the uh, stabilization you need also. But uh, for sure, the most stable platform out there is the Spec Rest uh, because uh, when when you're looking at elevated positions that you're trying to protect uh, the sporting public that may be there, uh, you, you cannot afford to have a projectile leave and not go where it's intended to go. So the, the, the gravity of that situation, uh, the spec rest always comes into play as being the best kit that allow you to have uh, mission success in the unfortunate you know, uh, scenario that you do have to uh, fire. You know, I agree with you on that, Mark. Um, and make no mistake, if you're familiar with a hog saddle, this is not the same thing. It, it's not designed to do the same thing, and it's not designed to take this 
the spec rest place. They're two totally different apparatus and they're used for two different things. And each of them are really good at what they're supposed to be doing. But I can see how you would need to have an opportunity to, to have both of them. Uh, Mark, I'm going to ask you to hang around for a little bit. Uh, we need to take a commercial break. Uh, and when we get back, I've got a couple of questions from some of our uh, watchers on uh, Facebook Live. So if you would um, stick with us for another few minutes while we take a commercial break. Yes, sir. Okay. And I want to ask all of our listeners to stick with us, too. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. For over 40 years, McMillan USA has been at the leading edge of the gunstock industry. The company was born out of the desire to improve and perfect form, function, and precision with every one of their premium fiberglass stocks. From tactical to hunting to competitive shooting, McMillan stocks are designed to dominate. Their signature three-way adjustable butt plates, adjustable cheek pieces, rail mounts, and adapters provide a versatile platform built on performance. Over 65 custom finishes are available, ranging from solid colors to camouflage. Check out the McMillan website for hundreds of stocks available for immediate delivery. And for those wanting something more specialized, call the knowledgeable and friendly staff at McMillan for a complete list of options at 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. Again, that's 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Now back to the show. Uh, I'm going to get this down sooner or later. Um, when somebody else in the room talks, especially with one with a loud voice, it, it kind of bleeds over to our microphones and we hear echoing. So I've been turning my mic off so that we don't get that. But 
I occasionally forget to turn it back on, but I'm going to learn. Uh, Mark, thanks for sticking with us. Appreciate you uh, sitting through the commercial break. Uh, uh, I've got a couple of questions from some uh, Facebook people, and one from Paul Phillips in particular. And if you may recognize the name, you may not, but Paul Phillips is really well known in ELR, which what we've decided is extreme long range is anything past 1,500 yards. His question for you is, what distance do you guys train at? What's your maximum range for effective use in, in training today? So uh, I, I can tell you we the extreme long range doesn't, doesn't really uh, equate to an urban police sniper on a SWAT team. Um, you will find um, many police snipers across this country, um, they're – their police department range, they are probably lucky if they have 200 yards in distance and length to train at on a regular basis. Uh, 300 is probably not the norm, but anywhere from 150 to 200 would be the norm. Uh, I've been to uh, the different areas of our country, and there's there's no rhyme or rhythm on um, the different uh, um situations so it's 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 actually a, a not a good thing uh for us um but back to the original question so extreme long range distance you know we will push out and train if we have length uh out to a thousand yards but the predominant cartridge uh for law enforcement is the uh, 308 winchester and it still is i realize we have other calibers out there but 308 winchester is what uh, is uh, mainstream for us. So with that being said, um, uh, the uh, limitations of that cartridge kind of end around 800 yards. So we're not able to, uh, you know, f- go past that any, any further. So um, having an extra length to shoot is great, but really, um, uh, you know, we kind of focus on probably anything inside 500 yards uh, trying to get to different ranges to get good dope uh, with our projectiles and knowing that, um, confirming those distances. You know, I know that usually normally about 100 yards is about all that is practiced for standard police. Um, and most of that's done with an AR. Uh, don't get a lot of precision rifle bolt gun work as a, a standard patrolman, but I know that they're really limited. Um a follow-up question from Paul had to do with the, the incident in Vegas. You know, um, there was a situation where th- there might have been a longer range that was needed at that point. Uh, do you think that that's going to change how you view training and, and how uh, departments start to train for, for things outside the norm? I know every, you can't train everybody to have all of the answers, but you should have somebody that can handle just about anything that might come up. Yes. Uh, you know, October 1st um, has, has changed a lot for many, many teams that, uh, whether they were deploying Overwatch at these public events or if they weren't, uh, everybody's having to reassess where they're at in this area and, uh, and you know, uh, make the changes accordingly. Uh, no one could predict, uh, you know, the, the circumstances of a criminal sniper elevated in the Mandalay Bay uh, that that night 
and didn't, you know, many didn't see it coming. Uh, if anybody said they saw this coming, um, well, I'd like to have a conversation with you myself and kind of see how you thought this was coming. So it really kind of caught law enforcement in general off guard. Um, yes. So one of the things you can do is, uh, again, the public venue uh, uh, deployment and everything, you want to take that and you can apply that, what you would do in a football stadium, to uh, a, an open uh, concert venue, such as the Route 91 Harvest uh, Festival. You could place things in, uh, have things there proactively that would help uh, defend uh, or mitigate uh, that tragedy uh, in certainly the degree that it occurred from happening. Um, longer, longer range capability uh, than 308, certainly. That kind of takes you into the arena of 338 Lapua or, uh, or even the 50 cal. Not to say you would use the 50 cal in that circumstance, but those are certainly two cartridges that are becoming more and more mainstream for SWAT teams in the United States. Well, I know that the Marine Corps still uses 308 as their standard issue 8541 rifle, but they're also starting to deploy some 300 Win Mags. Now, you know, 300 Win Mag with a 200 or 230 grain bullet still carrying enough terminal energy to to be lethal out to 12, 1300 yards. That's probably more than you would ever need to use it, and I think that's probably a viable deal. Uh, 338 Lapua's up. Obviously, you've got a lot of concern about, and with 50 cal for sure, what the bullet does after it hits the the intended. So, um, you know, that's something that you always have to keep in mind that you you don't end up with a whole lot more going through than than you absolutely need. So, but 308s, I'm you know, I don't think the Marine Corps have yet decided that. Uh, that 800 is their limit with that. I know that they shoot them well over a thousand all the time. It's just a matter of being in a situation where, Oh yeah, we're, we're out here in the middle of nowhere and we can try a shot. And if it doesn't, if we don't hit them, it's no big deal that you as a law enforcement, you never have that ability to say, Hey, well, let's just throw one out there and see if it hits them. No, you're correct. Uh, You know, we have a hundred percent round accountability. Um, one of the things we commonly say is every, every projectile that leaves that muzzle, uh, in essence has our name on it. So there's, there's a huge amount of, uh, uh, responsibility that goes, goes about that in, uh, a non-permissive environment, uh, which is, uh, where we live here in the United States every day. So, uh, something we don't take, uh, lightly, uh, and everything we do in all of our training, all of our safety, uh, all of our positions that we get into are we 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 kind of bring everything to bear for if we have to uh, have to fire that we definitely can put the uh, the bullet where it needs to go uh, and not have to guess or uh, you know uh, it, so it's it's uh, it, it all comes back to training training is is a perishable skill shooting is for us as it is for uh, civilians and military. And, uh, you know, we, we continue to have to uh, uh, train. And uh, it's funny, you know, uh, we never can get enough training. So that's one of the things, uh, uh, especially in the public venue uh, arena, uh, we, we have to continue to do that training, formal training. Then we have to follow it up with sustainment training 
to uh, again to really verify our skill set uh, while doing these these type of overwatches. You know, I agree with you 100% on that, Mark. You never get enough training, but I will tell you for sure. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to argue with the fact that the Canadian snipers are the very best prepared snipers in the world. And that is evidenced by the fact that Rob Furlong took the longest confirmed kill at 2,430 meters back in 2002. And that record stood for almost 10 years. And then again, just recently, um, another Canadian sniper, uh, had a confirmed kill at 2.2 miles. And the reason that they're able to do those things is because nobody shoots more 50 caliber rounds than the Canadians do. They shoot every week as a shooter. That's all they do. They don't have, uh, you know, their, you know, the 50 cal snipers that they employ, that's their job. And so they train specifically with that weapon all the time and that's why they can do things that almost nobody else can do simply because they've got more time behind the gun yes i, I totally agree uh I, i've had the pleasure of meeting rob a uh, great guy and uh, uh totally agree with everything you said there so how much time do you get to spend i know you're doing a lot of training now but you're you're still employed as a, a law enforcement and, I, and i'm assuming that your position is as a, a a long rifle guy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm one of the police snipers on my team. Uh, we, uh, we, we're unfortunately, uh, I, I am on a full time team, so we, we, uh, we, for the most part, get to make it out to the range every week and verify our skills, zero checks. Uh, we'll schedule uh, sustainment training for uh, with the uh, the sniper rifle uh, and also uh, with the uh, the 50 cal. So, it, it, like I said, you, you've got to stay on top of it. Um, you can't let too many months pass without not revisiting it. But there's also a lot of things you you can do uh, that maybe are does not have to involve uh, pulling the trigger on a live round. Uh, and that may be uh, in the case uh, with the 50 cows. Just talking about uh, you could do table talks, chalk talks. You could talk about uh, you know deploying the weapon out of a soft case or a, a hard case. Uh, where would you? you go. So there's a lot of different things we can do that not necessarily requires uh, shooting. Uh, just out of curiosity, what kind of 50 cows do you guys have? Uh, my agency has the, uh, the Barrett M82A1s. Okay. Uh, it's, and that's a bolt gun? Uh, the semi-auto, sir. Oh, okay. So you're actually using that as a, a sniper weapon as well? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, but I, I, I would also say that you know, I, I don't consider 50 cals necessarily to be precision uh, rifles. Uh, I would, with the right round, I would, uh, I would, the one I would lump into a precision rifle, uh, and again, my definition is, is it capable of uh, a minute of angle, uh, um, is, is probably going to be the McMillan TAC-50, uh, just because of the, the barrel, the, the trigger system, uh, the chamber and all that. That's what I've seen obtain that. So, uh, you know, the the accurate versus precision uh, debate on 50 cows, uh, I know it's subjective, but my opinion is, you know, they, they shoot at an acceptable uh, minute of angle. And uh, as the end user, you, you got to be very aware of that, especially with the different specialty round that you may be using.
Yeah, and I and I don't want anybody to think I was just fishing for compliments. I was just curious. Um, a lot of people don't know, but the McMillan family has been working on a semi-automatic 50 for a long time. And right now we're in the process of basically redesigning the rifle to make uh, fewer parts and, and more stable parts so that it'll, it'll be more rigid and stand up to um, the rigors of a 50 cal. But what's different about this 50 cal than any other, it's got a patented gas system where the barrel actually screws into the breech and is fixed like a bolt gun. And the gas system is a floating gas system on the barrel so that with heat, heating up and expansion and stuff, there's nothing that's affecting the bullet as it flies through the, the, the barrel. So we can get a sub MOA accuracy out of the gun provided the ammunition is sub MOA. And that's something that, you know, is very difficult. The, the guys buy a 50 caliber gun and then they want to put ball ammo through it and they don't understand why they can't get it to shoot. Um, but, from a precision standpoint, if you can get a gun to shoot sub MOA and you've got sub MOA ammo and the recoil is such that you can, you can manage it, then you've got uh, a rifle that you can do things with that you can't do with others that, you know, were minute and a half or two minute guns. Yes. I, I, I agree with you on that, Kelly. Well, we're looking forward to uh, getting really busy. I think probably we're looking for uh, something at the 2020 shot show Hopefully we've got everything uh, in order by that time and have had enough rounds through it that we know what we're going to have by then that uh, we'll be able to get that on the market pretty soon. But uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to put it out there and, and let people decide for themselves whether it fits their needs. Um, a lot of people are talking about the 50 cal like it's dead and, and everybody wants to go to a, a different round like a 338 Lapua or a, um, a 375 Shy tack for a long range um, weapon, but you know, there are some things about the 50 caliber bullet that have already been done that would be impossible or nearly impossible to do with any of the smaller bullets. Uh, they can put a lot of stuff inside a 50 caliber bullet. Yeah. You know, uh, just to follow up on this, the, the, as I go about and have done trainings, uh, different parts of the country, uh, there, there are a lot of SWAT teams that, uh, have and are acquiring uh, 50 cal weapon systems. Uh, they are also, you, you will find the 338 Lapua's out there also, but the, the 50 cal definitely is not dead. Uh, it's certainly not dead in law enforcement use. And with the uh, increase in the vehicle ramming attacks that we've seen overseas, that we've seen a couple times here in the United States, uh, you've got to have uh, the right caliber and kinetic energy bring the bear onto uh, uh, vehicles of different sizes. So uh, it's, it's, not, it, it's, it's actually growing and increasing uh, among SWAT team use uh, that I find. Well, good, because uh, this is not an inexpensive project for me. So I'm, I'm glad that once I finally get it to the point where I, I want it to be, I didn't want to find that nobody wants it. So I think we're still in pretty good shape as far as that goes. Hey, Mark, I really want to thank you for being with us. I know you've st stayed around a lot longer than I, I told you you were going to have to, but uh, you've been such a great guest that I didn't want to cut your time short. Um, thanks for really sticking it out, and, and uh, thanks for everything that you do. Well, Kelly, again, thank you for uh, for having me on, Zev, and uh, I appreciate uh, being on your program and wish you uh, great success in it. Okay, I just want to remind all of our listeners and our watchers that 
Mark is with um, TAC Flow, and that's um, TAC Flow, T-A-C-F-L-O-W.com. Uh, any, um, you got Facebook and, and anything like that? Yeah, they can just go to the the website there, and all the uh, social media uh, links are on the website, and it take it take them uh, directly to it. Okay, well, thanks. That's uh, once again that's www.tacflow.com. Um, Mark Mark Lang, thanks for being with us on the show. You've been a great guest. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a great day. Okay, okay, we got just a couple of minutes left, and uh, I just wanted to cover some things. Uh, my good buddy, uh, Kevin Finley with uh, Kevin Finley Fishing is in uh, Grand Lake in Grove, Oklahoma. He's getting prepared for the uh, FLW tournament on the 22nd through the 24th. So we got to go a little bit early and spend a week on the lake. Uh, we're expecting good things from him and, and he'll check back in with us probably uh, before the tournament. I'm hoping to get him uh, on uh, next week's show uh, with a, a pre-record so that um, – he can uh, tell us what he uh, expects out of the lake and, and what the tournament's going to be like. Um, and as far as uh, anything else, uh, Cooper, do you have anything for us? Not at this time. I want to thank everyone who participated on Facebook and commented their questions and topics. We do want to do this again. So please make sure that in the future, I'm trying to find the email, that you can either email us there if you're not able to participate live. But you can email us any questions you want or any topics you want us to talk about at radioshow at macmillanusa.com. Again, that's radioshow at macmillanusa.com. And, of course, we are always on Facebook Live, so comment if you'd rather do it that way. Okay, great. Thanks, Cooper. I appreciate it. Um, Zev, you got anything? I want everybody to know that uh, next week, starting Monday through Friday, uh, any scope purchased from us, will be uh, shipped free. Okay. So. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners and all of our watchers for being here with us. A great show. Um, Zeb did a good job with the demo. I think that this video adds a lot of the stuff that you can't do on radio and uh, really excited about it. Um, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. So I want everybody to go out and have a great St. Patty's Day from a guy named Kelly Douglas McMillan. Um, uh, you know, I, I did my uh, DNA and found out that I'm more Scottish than I am Irish, but hell, I'll still be Irish on St. Patty's Day, okay? Well, have a great weekend, and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you for tuning in to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Be sure to come back for more next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The weekend is here. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk again next week.